Welcome to the new media that Kevin Durant and Draymond Green love talking about nonstop. This is the Goose Egg Sports Sports Podcast, Podcast. the best podcast to listen to while doing an incline walk on the treadmill. Oh, yeah. Do uh, put the the incline like at three. Yep. And then for a half hour at like five or whatever. It's my new cardio method lately. What are you trying to get a dump truck this summer or what are you doing? It is the summer of it. Yeah. So I'm working on it. I'm your host, Matt, a.k.a. the guy who looks like the guy who wants to be the next SNL cast member. And I'm joined by my best co-host in the entire business, Jared, a.k.a. Oh, shit. I didn't write one down for you. I didn't write down an a.k.a. for you. I just have it blank. I'll do it on the spot. A.k.a. Fill in the blank. A.k.a. Fill in the blank. That's perfect. Jared, how are you doing today? Good. You want to be on SNL or what's the deal, yo? Did you not see that TikTok guy that's going viral right now? I think so. So there's a guy who did, it's a very like Lin-Manuel Miranda-esque rap about like how he wants to be the next SNL cast member. And he kind of looks like me, but he's just getting <laughs> toasted online just because his rap was really bad. And then people dug up some of his previous raps and he did one about like gun control. But he's like the whole time he's just like kind of showing how good of a rapper he is. And it's very like Lin-Manuel Miranda style rapping. Who's that? The, he's the guy who made Hamilton. Oh. It's like it has that flow. It's oh, like, I see. Okay. It's like ba 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 da da da. It's like that type of flow, and everyone on the internet is just making fun of this guy. And <laughs> I feel oh. bad because he was like putting himself out there to like try and get on SNL, but the video is pretty corny. It's cringe, as the kiddos say. Yeah, cringe factor is at an all-time high. Gotcha. Okay, but I've never seen Hamilton, so I'm not. I haven't there. either. I think I'm gonna try and go this winter. Where are they performing? Uh, New York City, I think. I'm hoping when I'm there. <laughs> Where's Hamilton? I need to yeah. see. Yeah. They had it in Minneapolis, and I thought about going. I'm not a, a big theater guy, though, are you? I've never really been. I think I've been to one. I think I've only ever been to, like, high school plays. Were you ever in, like, a play growing up at all? Did your Maybe, like, when it? I was, like, little, like, Christmas plays or whatever. But that doesn't. I feel like that doesn't really count. So in elementary school, we had, uh, like, we did, like, A Bug's Life or something like that. And there was a role that every kid wanted that was the stink bug. And the teacher decided it and they picked me and wow. I was like the shyest kid in the world. And I just, my only job was like to walk across the stage and everyone's like, oh, PU. But I did it with no swagger whatsoever. So after the first show, <laughs> they benched me and put a different, like, put a girl in, in my place. Oh, really? Why did, but, why did everyone be one? Eh, why did everyone want to be stink bug? Cause I, I mean, it's kindergarten. You think it's funny. Oh, stink bug. Oh yeah. yeah. And I, I didn't want to be it, but apparently I got picked. You shit the bed in kindergarten. Yep. I blew it. Yeah. I choked. <laughs> Hundred percent, rough day, but it is what it is. We've moved on. It's a tough age for a child. It is. It was a very tough one for me. Uh, the NBA draft is tomorrow night. Woo-hoo. You getting excited? I just I realized it was tomorrow today. There's just no <laughs> hype because there's just not a huge prospect. Like when there's not a Zion Williams or Alonzo Ball, mm-hmm. it just feels flat. Yeah, and like Chet Holmgren is like, I don't know. He's a great shooter and all, but. Just doesn't excite you. He's like seven feet and he's just a big, big stick. He yeah. has no meat on his bones or anything. Well, then naturally people are going to compare him to Kevin Durant because we just love to draw comparisons and assume they're going to be the best case scenario. Yeah. Because the draft is a very optimism heavy experience. But asking someone to be that tall and skinny and be Kevin Durant is pretty unlikely. Right. Which is why I think Jabari Smith is more of a. I don't have a better pick because he's like 6'9 and he can shoot very well. Who are your favorite prospects? Because I know you follow like the college basketball game a lot more than I do. Yeah, I like Jabari Smith a lot. Um, I mean, Holmgren is okay, but I don't know. It's just tough with him. Just not a lot to love, really? 
I just, yeah, I just can't get over it. I just don't really understand it. It just, I, I watched him a few times this year and I was just like, I don't really know. NBA prospects are always just so weird for me because the NFL draft, there's a lot more of an opportunity to strike gold later on or just all throughout the draft. NBA draft, how many people become household names per draft? Two? Two, maybe. If that. And then there's probably like maybe one sleeper. Yeah, he'll go late. He might be a Jokic. A Jokic, a Draymond Green. Mm -hmm. Jokic drafted during a Taco Bell commercial. Yeah, I forgot about that. Oh, yeah, during the second round. Mm -hmm. I think he's the only MVP to be a second-round player, if I remember remember correctly. It's extremely hard to be undrafted and make it in the NBA. Yeah, it's just so cutthroat. Like, they're only really adding, like, three or four guys on a team per year. That's why, like, when people make fun of LiAngelo Ball for not making it to the NBA... I kind of laugh at them just because it's fucking tough. Right. It's like 50 guys, and then it's going to be less than that even. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Did you see uh, Shaq's son got a tryout with the Lakers? Really? I don't think he was that good either. I think he like averaged like three points, two rebounds in high school. But I think just Better because... Skip Bayless. Yeah, but I think just because of his last name, he's going to get a tryout. Yeah, the O'Neal factor. Yep, and then uh, Zaire Wade got his first bit of tryouts as well. Dwayne Wade's son. We're getting to that point. I know where, like, you're getting feel, feeling old right now. A little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The gray hairs are coming in. So if you had to pick one, pl- so would it be Jabari if you had to pick one player that's going to become something in this draft? Yeah, I think he's the most complete pe- player. If you had to play the comp game, who'd you compare him to? Um, I mean, Dur- Durant is a good p- comparison, to be honest. Really? Yeah. He's a tall guy, too. Tall guy, can shoot, got good range. Okay, interesting. Mm -hmm. So I've got the first few picks in here, and I want you to tell me who you think has the best chance of like an immediate turnaround because there's a lot, obviously, of just scrubs in this first few picks. We got the Magic, the Thunderer in there a few times, Rockets, Kings, Pistons, Pacers, Blazers, Pelicans, Spurs, Wizards, Knicks. Any of those you think can make a quick turnaround? Blazers, but I'm not even sure about that. I think the Blazers have kind of blown it up. Mm-hmm. I think they're just going to rebuild around Dame, which just feels like such a weird move to me. And Dame probably wants to leave. I don't think he does. I think that's a problem. I think he loves the process so much. He loves the Rip City so much. He's just like he's in. He's his whole brand has just become being loyal and being the guy who's not running from the grind. Mm-hmm. That's a tough brand to break away from because when the second you do. Sell out. Exactly. Yeah. He's just backed himself into a corner. Sell out time. I think he's going to be in Portland for his entire career. I mean, that'd be cool. I'd love that. It would be. And it would set a cool precedent, but I don't think he, I don't think it'd be crazy to say he doesn't make it to like the Western Conference Finals ever again. Yeah. I don't know. It depends how they draft. The, yeah. It does depend on the, how they draft, but they just haven't drafted well. Mm. Coaching has always been a nightmare for them. Yeah. They've never had free agent luck ever. Yeah. N- nothing like splashing at all. No, and it does seem like it has potential to be a cool market. Like the Blazers as a brand are a pretty cool brand. They have a cool logo. Cool logo, always have cool jerseys. I think the community, it's their only sports team in that community. Mm-hmm. So they so, kind of rally around them. Yeah, so it does have potential, but I just, I don't know. The free agency is weird, and we'll get into that in a little bit here. I mean, the Pelicans, if they actually can get Zion to resign, I think they have a pretty bright future. Mm-hmm. And it does look like they are going to get him to resign. It does. See, it does seem likely that he's going to opt in. Yeah. Okay. You are you out on Zion I, completely? I just, he's just so up and down. I can't get a read on him. Like there, there was pictures do. of him came that came out yesterday where he looked fit. Oh wow! He, and he dunked in a children's camp, so everyone got <laughs> really excited about that. Yeah. There was a few players in the NBA that just didn't play at all this year that I forgot about. Like I forgot uh, Devontae Murray from 
Denver didn't play. I think that's oh yeah, he tore his ACL. He tore his ACL. John Wall didn't play at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there was one more, and Ben Simmons. So there's like oh, sure, a yeah. lot of talent that'll be coming back next year that we kind of forgot about. Yeah, but there'll, there'll be some players that play this year that won't play next year, obviously too. Exactly. Yeah. But I don't know. I think that I think if they can get Zion and they can actually rebuild this thing, they got a shot because Brandon Ingram's really good. Mm-hmm. They uh, CJ McCollum did a really good job with that team when he got traded there towards the back half of the year. They have a lot of pieces in place. Yeah, it's just a matter of Zion it's a matter of playing. yeah. It's all on Zion now. Yeah. Like the pressure is a hundred percent on him. He's like his learning curve or his training wheel days are kind of over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's time to get on the court, Zion. Yeah, and just play a little bit at least. <laughs> but um, yeah, that's it in terms of like the draft or whatever. I'll probably watch a little bit just because I do have my NBA fantasy keeper league that I'm in. Oh. And my team is so damn old, and I have the first overall pick that I really need to nail it. Who's your oldest player? Um, I got like Russell Westbrook, Chris Paul. I th- those are like the guys I invested heavily in is Russell Westbrook and Chris Paul because I very much forgot it was a keepers league. And all I would my strategy during the draft it was an auction draft, which I'm not used to. I hate those. I actually enjoyed it, but it, I, I was my strategy was to not overpay for any of the superstars. But then the superstars all went, and I even put a few bids in, and I was just like, "All right, now I'm panicking." So then I, like, it came to like Chris Paul and Russell Westbrook, and I just like overpaid for them Aww. because I was like, I can't miss out on a superstar because everyone else had spent had like made a first, sure. and second, and third pick for some of them. Was that your first auction draft? Yes. Okay, so you got one underneath your belt now. Yeah. You'll so come back swinging. Yeah. So I think it'll be nice for I gotta I do have to watch tomorrow because I need to learn about these rookies and I need to nail this pick because they're the future of my franchise at this point. <laughs> I do have a Zach Levine, which I'm kind of building around him. Okay. I think he'll be a good piece for me for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, I got Paul George, but when I drafted this team, I kind of told myself if these old guys suck, I'll probably just quit the league. <laughs> Very much. It's looking like you'll quit the league. No, I think I got a chance because once I actually started setting my roster. Yep. The team started looking a lot better, mm-hmm. but I definitely need to build around Zach Levine. I got to nail this pick. That's a non-negotiable. And then I got to start getting on the phones and making some trades. There you go. But I just don't know who's going to want to trade for Russell Westbrook and Chris Paul. Yeah. just damaged goods right there. Yeah. More likely to trade Chris Paul than Russell Westbrook. Well, I thought fantasy basketball, Russell Westbrook would kill it, but this year was just such a disaster all around for him that it ended up not working out. And you probably get a decrease of points when you get a turnover. When, when yep. your players get turnover. Exactly. So that's and I think even missed shots. I think it's like a percentage thing. Oh, really? I think so. Oh, damn. So a lot of work to do for the Shanghai Sharks, but we're going to figure it out. <laughs> the SS. Yep. Um, and other NBA news. Kyrie Irving might not be in Brooklyn forever. Who would have thought? Kind of figured. I, I I heard a rumor he might go to the Knicks. Knicks and Lakers are the two suitors right now. Okay, two I, big markets. I don't think he would actually go to the Lakers. Well, it would be nice. Knicks would probably be a much easier move for him, literally. Yeah, literally. You could probably stay in the same apartment or whatever. Mm-hmm. Just go across the river, stay in Manhattan. And I think the Knicks at this point would take whoever they could all baggage included. Oh, yeah. I think, yeah, Kyrie would be a great fit for the Knicks. I know. Do you, what do you think about the Lakers? Because now everyone's already making the photoshops of like Kyrie and LeBron reuniting. Are, are they beefing? Like, no, they, they squashed the beef. Okay. Kyrie called LeBron and apologized when he was in Boston and said, I didn't realize how hard it was to be a leader. Thank you. Okay. Stuff like that. And LeBron's been like, during the playoffs, he was like subtweeting Kyrie, just saying like, Damn Kyrie in his bag, exclamation points. <laughs> Stuff like that. Typical LeBron tweets. Okay. So, I don't know. What type of trades I'm, could you see happening? Because uh, I also think there could be a dark horse contender like a Miami, like a, 
I don't, the Clippers maybe even. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Clippers, maybe the T-Wolves. Hmm? <laughs> I don't think the T-Wolves. <laughs> I just feel like Kyrie goes so much against like the Midwest ethos. And I do think a lot of teams take that into consideration. Sure. Plus, I think you'd have to give up, like, what, D'Angelo Russell? I'd be fine with that. Oh, I think everyone would, but I think you'd have to give up more than D'Angelo Russell. You'd probably have to give up, like... A pick, for sure. I don't know, but that's a good question. Is Kyrie's trade value actually that high? Right now, it is. You think right now? I think right now, it's probably at its lowest it's ever been. It's kind of like Russell Westbrook two years ago. Like, his trade values would have been high, like, two, three years ago or whatever. Yes. But now it's, like flopped out he's had a tumultuous two years so i think we might might reach that point with Kyrie. so like this might be the peak not the peak of his value but still high it's only gonna get worse kind of yeah after this year his peak his peak was after cleveland probably sure and then so cleveland kind of won that trade all things considered i did yeah so i think mm, a couple players in a pit a first round pick i'd say yeah i'm wondering almost what if they just package ben simmons with Kyrie? To the Lakers, and what do you think you could get Anthony Davis back for that? Mm-hmm. I think that's an I interesting one. Doable. Do you think Ben Simmons would be willing to play like the center and just go be a really small team, or just keep Dwight Howard, like start Dwight Howard Ooh, or something like I that? Start Dwight Howard. Well, it would be scary. You lose a lot of size, but that team would actually like fit on the basketball court pretty well. Kyrie, LeBron, and Ben Simmons. <laughs> I think that does kind of work. It's a, it would be ESPN's wet dream. Oh God, yeah, they'd it, be there. They'd be uh. They would just sports move. center from for their practices and all that. Hundred percent. Treat it like Tebow mania. And then also people keep saying like, oh, it's always the Lakers fans because they always get so excited whenever anyone becomes available because Lakers fans just assume they're gonna get that said player. And they're usually right. Yeah, they usually are. And everyone's <laughs> like, oh, it works for the Nets too because then we could send them Westbrook as well with Anthony Davis. I don't think Durant wants to play with Westbrook again at no, all. No, no, no. They're I gonna think, get a spat. Yeah, exactly. I think he left Westbrook for a reason. <laughs> Yeah, that wouldn't really meld well. Yeah, and I can't imagine Durant's going to sign off on any trade that involves Westbrook. I'm, I'm, I could see him wanting to get rid of Kyrie just because Kyrie hasn't been there for him. Sure. And stuff like that. But I think Durant is the future of this franchise, and they're not going to do anything without asking him. It's so hard to keep up with like who's beefing with who in the NBA. It, yeah, I think I, I just need a big chart of like who's beefing. It's it's literally the biggest and probably greatest reality show in all of sports. Yeah, is the NBA. It's like oh no, they're friends. No, they're buddies. Oh, they squashed. That they're friends. They just they posted an Instagram picture together, but the <laughs> caption was with the snorting emoji. Uh, he's beefing with him, but only because he slept with his girl. Yeah. Uh, he subtweeted at him. He just posted the eyeball memes. That's got to mean something. <laughs> They played in college, but then they got a technical against each other. So I was like, oh, I don't know if that's true. Blah, blah, blah. They didn't shake hands at the All-Star game, but they did the jersey talking into the under the jersey <laughs> thing afterwards. There's just so much to unpack in the NBA. Mm-hmm. That's why NBA Twitter is like a full-time job for a lot of people. Right. Just keeping up with all of it. Yeah, it's, it's tough. And there's always something happening. I can't keep up with it. Yeah. So it'll be really interesting to see where Kyrie goes. Honestly, I would not be shocked, too, if he just retired. I could see that's it. probably for the best. I, I think I think it would be bet. I think that's like the best case scenario for everyone. For everyone involved. Yeah. He never. When's the last time he seemed happy playing basketball? Cleveland, if that. I don't think I've ever seen him smile. Yeah, he just always looks forty years old and miserable out there. <laughs> he just looks exhausted. He's always talking about what he wants to do post basketball. He's like Aaron Rodgers in the way he always talks about yeah, he doesn't need basketball. Yeah, yeah, he kind of is the Aaron mm-hmm. Rodgers of basketball. Insanely talented, probably the most gifted most fun to watch in the entire league great ball handler but just 
thinks they're smarter than everyone else a little bit, mm-hmm. likes to talk about how they don't need the sport they're playing. Mm-hmm. So I would not be shocked if Kyrie just calls it a career and hangs it up and goes to focus on something else. Cause he does do a lot of great like charity work. Sure. Stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I honestly think that would be the, for the best. Yeah. I, I, I think that would be, it's just for everyone involved. It probably would help his mental health too. If he was away from basketball. Yeah. Cause it just seems to drag on him. Honestly, he might just be doing it for the money at this point. I could probably see that. Cause yeah, the press conferences do him no favors, anything like that. Yeah. I could see that. So in other uh, free agency moves, it looks like Bradley Beal is going to be leaving Washington. So he'll be a fun name to watch. Do you have any ideas for like what good fits would be for him? Like maybe Boston, I kind of think. Ooh, Boston would be a good one. I think so Get too. A good shooter out there. Yeah. Boston would be great. Obviously the Lakers and stuff like that. Next. I- the Knicks, yeah. All, the Heat, baby. Yeah, oh, <laughs> shit. Bucks. Clippers. The bu- just all the contenders, really. All right, we, all right, challenge for us. We have to name one actual sleeper team that Bradley Beal could go to that like the mainstream media won't bring up. Pacers. That's a good I was going to say the Pacers. I will say. Cleveland. That's a good one, too. Yeah, he would fit well. The Cavs. I'm going to say. Mavericks. Yeah, I'll say Dallas, <laughs> just because him and Luka would fit well together. And I think. Dallas is going to be in that win now mode from here on out. Yeah. I think they're just going to. They just need another guy. Yep, exactly. Uh, James Harden's expected to opt in on his player option and get a two year contract extension. So good for him. Very well, very well deserved, I would say. Yeah, Harden, he's just just grinding every day. Yep. Cares so much about his teams. But this is not as well deserved as John Wall. John Wall opted into his player option to give him $47.4 million this year. That's not even the worst part. I'm going to go through John Wall's last four years. 2019 and 2020, he made $38.2 million, played zero games. 2020 to 2021, he made $41.2 million and played 40 games. 2021 to 2022, he made 44.3 and played zero games. Wow. And this year, he's he's making 47.3 and he has so far played zero games. If you break that down... That is $3,094,000, million, $3 million per game played. That is $96,091 per minute played. <laughs> and he's only 31 years old. He's still pretty young. I feel like when he plays, he's not much of a factor anymore as much as he used to be. He was decent during 2020 to 2021 okay. in those 40 games. He had like a few ups and downs, and he got and he did get the... Wizards to like a fourth seed, yeah, I or suppose. something like that. But again, but, he only played half the season, and definitely not worth the price tag. No, I think this will go down as probably the worst contract yeah. in all of sports. This is bad. Well, I mean, it's good for John Wall, though. Oh, he, he's he's got. I would argue he's got the best job in all of America right now. Wow, I can't think of anyone who's got it better for like the work they do versus the payment they get. Yeah. I was thinking about backup quarterback, but not either. They're not making no. $171 million in a four-season span. That's true, yeah. No one in the NFL is, I don't think. Maybe Mahomes, but... Maybe, but he's actually showing up and putting work in. Yeah, he's got a lot of work to do. And obviously, Wall's doing like rehab and stuff like that, but I just thought that was absolutely shocking. Who's his agent? I want his agent. For real. <laughs> I, and he, he just like signed it at the perfect time, because he signed it right before... He got injured the first time, I think. Because mm. he had the incident, too, where he slipped in the shower and tore his Achilles. Do you remember that? Ooh, sounds painful. Yeah, it does sound actually pretty bad. Like, I don't think he's missing these games on purpose. But I, I'm always afraid of, like, in the team showers, I'm slipping. 
I've always been with it. Yeah, because they don't have the adhesive at all. It's just right. like the and floor. You, and you have to like do that really slow walk into the shower. Uh-huh. On your like toe, on like the padding of your toes. Yeah, yeah. So you have to be very careful. And there's a lot of bodies around, a lot of naked bodies. So you want to be. Slip, you don't want to grab onto something. Like you don't want to be running in the shower. No. That's a bad luck. Because then you're just also a target to get your towel, get a towel snapped at you. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's what John Wall was doing. He got snapped and then tore his Achilles. He was horsing around. Apparently, it was his private shower at home. Oh, okay. Because it was, like, right after he got... I remember it was, like, right after he got cleared after tearing his ACL. Like, it was, like, a week after or something like that. Mm. He hadn't played another game, and then, yeah, just slipped in the shower and tore his Achilles. Damn. Yeah, actually, a ton of bad luck. So, But I do think... Maybe a banana peel in the shower happened. It might be something like that. But uh, the Rockets have been trying to trade him for the past two years, obviously, now. (laughs) Just because he hasn't been a factor. I think he's a perfect opportunity for someone to go to a contender but obviously who's gonna pay that amount of money for him fuck yeah he's 31 he can still probably contribute a little bit but but that's just that contract no one's gonna take him he seems like a perfect opportunity for like okc just someone who still wants to sell tickets and has a ton of cap space yeah and if he wants to go to contenders obviously gonna have to take a pay cut exactly and i don't think anyone's taking a pay cut when you have but then again with how much money he has made Maybe, like, maybe, he does wanna, maybe he does want to win. Yeah. But I wouldn't blame him if he just wants to make $47.4 million instead. Yeah, he's doing it right. I think so, too. Do you, do you think that we value winning too much as fans, like, for the athlete's perspective? Hmm. That's a good question. I don't really know. Like, if you, if you were a player, would you care more about money or winning? I suppose it just depends on what point in your career you're at, yeah. kind of. Yeah. Probably winning because the more you win, the money follows. Okay, I'll I'll send I'll give you a scenario here. You're a free you're a high demand free agent. Team A is a championship contender and they're offering you twenty million. Team B is not a championship contender. In fact, they suck, but they're offering you forty million. Is it a two to one situation here? Mm-hmm. Like, would you give up half of the money to go to a contender? I mean, I would I would like to think I'd go to the contender. You would, yeah, exactly. Everyone 20 likes million, to, twenty million is still a lot of money. Definitely. So, but forty million is a lot more, more money. money. Yeah. I don't know, because I guess you get playoff incentives if you're with the contender. That's so true. You're probably making twenty three million, and you're probably in a bigger market. You're probably getting a lot more like sponsorship opportunities, stuff like that. And. If you play the long game with it, you'll get more exposure from other teams. So when you're done with Team A, the next team you can go to could be you could extend your career and get more money that way because you've had that big game exposure and all that. Do you think you would just go for the one ring and then bounce? Then is it just? I wonder yeah, if players so do just. Yeah, that, I wonder if players just go for the one ring and then they're like, all right, now I can just go make money wherever I want, like the Danny Green method, kind of. Right, and then like every autograph sign would be like. Champion NBA yeah. champion Jared is gonna right. be at this Barnes and Noble selling autographs. <laughs> right, exactly. So you, yeah, you, if you don't have the incentives of like you weren't even an all star or anything like that, yeah. I'm just assuming you're a role player here. Right. Yeah. And like I said, it's great exposure for as a free agent if you would ever hit free agency again. Yeah, and I think it honestly does set you up better for a post playing career if you can get those accolades and stuff like that. Right. And then like again, when you're in free agency, like oh, he's been on championship te- championship team. He knows how to be on a championship team. Exactly. The magic are bringing you in. And like oh, he's got that championship experience that he can exactly. help out the locker room, which doesn't really make sense. It's but, not a real I mean, thing. It's not really a real thing. Yeah, we've talked about it on this podcast before <laughs> that championship experience is probably the most overused and misunderstood yeah. phrase in all of sports so like team a is better long term short term probably team b 
Yeah. I, I like to think I'm a long-term thinker. I do too. So I would say probably team A. So you would take the money? No, no, no. Team A. Was, was, oh, the team was the championship. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I'm confusing myself at this point. All right. Yep. All right. I, I, think, I think I agree too. I think it's a better long-term play just overall. Mm-hmm. All right. Should we shift gears to the, our NFL preview? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. All right. So this week we've got, ironically, two teams that play each other week one. Whoa. The Jacksonville Jaguars and the Washington Commanders. What's the spread? I haven't looked yet. Oh. I bet I'm gonna bet right now the Commanders are favored by three and a half. That's such a boring spread that you just predicted. What 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 am I supposed to say? One and a half? Two? <laughs> Two six or something. Get wild with it. I'll I will say no. I'm gonna stick with it. I'm not gonna let you bully me in my in my <laughs> three month prediction. What's your prediction? Um, probably three. Three, three on the nose is good. Okay, I'm going to break through that glass <laughs> and fuck you up. Click the football button. Where is it? Right there. Oh, stupid Bavada. That's okay. Um, so we got Washington. Where is it? Where right is there. It? Four. Minus four, Washington. So it's in Washington, too. That's wrong. I'm going to hammer I'm gonna hammer Jacksonville on that. I can tell you right now. <laughs> Place that bet right now and totally forget about it. <laughs> I like doing that. I've done that with futures. Yeah, it's a nice little gift to yourself. I think I did the twins to win the division. I do remember you doing that. So it's I've spent two dollars, went eight dollars. So I, it's looking <laughs> good right now. It is. I'll be rooting for you. Anyway, sorry. So no, you're good. The Jaguars first. During our NFL early season predictions, I said the Jaguars are ten and seven and a playoff team. Bold. I I don't know. So here are my reasonings. Trevor Lawrence, out of all the quarterbacks, I think he's the most likely to make that rookie year to second year jump that we always talk about. Okay. They say that's the biggest year for quarterback's development is that rookie to second year thing. Now, obviously, he's got a hurdle. He's going to have to be the one who learns a whole new system. He's overcoming probably more than any of the other quarterbacks in terms of like talent around him. Uh, just Staff, distractions. Distractions, all of that. He had the r- roughest rookie season. Mm-hmm. He had to see his kicker get kicked. He did. He had to see his coach get dicked. (laughs) He had to see a lot. Yeah. So he's not a kid anymore. He's a full grown man at this point. He's an adult man. He is. But I loved the Doug Peterson hire. Mm. I think he, when he was in Philadelphia, I think he was a top five coach in the league. He's, I think he was, he's, he was 42, 37 and one as a head coach, four and two playoff record. And one of his losses came when Wentz went down in the first possession of the game, the concussion. Oh, Seattle. I believe it was. I kind of remember that. Yeah, but he also they had the double doink win, so we'll just say four and two. And then, the, and then the next week, Alshon Jeffrey dropped that pass against the Saints. They were up on big on the Saints, and the Saints were a much better team. So they, they were like a drop away from advancing. Yeah, I think Doug Peterson's a great situational coach and a really he's gutsy. He's got a great offensive mind. So I think him and Trevor Lawrence will fit pretty perfectly. Mm-hmm. I kind of I can kind of see Trevor Lawrence having that 2017 Wentz type season. Like, so you think? Lawrence is an MVP candidate this year. I'd go out on a limb and say that if they do end up 10 and 7, I would say that. Wow. I, I think he's really good. I think we're forgetting what Trevor Lawrence was coming out of college. He was he had a low boatload of talent around him at Clemson, though. He did. It's starting to look like that. But he also he's people have been saying this about him since high school. He was the number one recruit out of high school, even. Yeah. He's he's been pegged as the next like Peyton Manning, Andrew Luck since like his junior year of high school. And he does have better hair than Peyton Manning. And Andrew Luck. Oh, yeah, sure. Not a better beard, though. You kind of look like Andrew Luck. Nah, I don't like architecture that much. That's true. Or you don't have a book club either. Yeah. Um, My other thought is, like, what's that division going to look like? 
Yeah. Besides the Colts, are you really that sold on the Titans? Are you even really that sold on the Colts? They're always good, but they're they never can like make that next step. Yeah, I'm a big Frank Reich believer. I am too, and I think the Colts will still win that division. Oh yeah, and then the Frank Reich and Doug Peterson used to be coached together in Philadelphia. They did. Oh, I didn't. So Doug's got his number. It'll be well, a Frank's we- got Doug's number. Or maybe there'll just be some sort of weird relationship between the two. Mm-hmm. I like to think it goes in the Jaguars' favor, though. Mm, I think it'll be Colts. Okay, we'll see. <laughs> and then they. They're kind of acting like they're in a win now mood because they went on a shopping spree in free agency. Yep. Whether or not those are the right moves, we'll see. Christian Kirk kind of fucked up the market for everyone else, but that's very their, weird side. But that's their problem. Yeah. Um, and then so they ended last season 32nd and on offense and defense. So they were the worst team in the league by a mile. Very bad. So you gotta imagine there's at least improvement. Mm-hmm. They did add some decent weapons. Uh, Christian Kirk is probably the number one receiver, which I don't love. They got him. They got Chenault and Treadwell are the three receivers. Treadwell's good, so he's he's really good. So I'm (laughs) I'm confident in that. And then uh, the offensive line is still abysmal. I can't make any excuses for that. That's rough. Not a load of talent there. Yeah. But they have Travis Etienne. Yep. Lawrence's uh, teammate, not roommate, in Clemson. Yeah. Um, And then Trevon Walker. Yeah, I think... I think adding Trevon Walker will be huge, especially he's going to be on the other side of Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. They use pretty much all their picks on defense in this draft. Yep, and then Devin Lloyd at linebacker. Also, yep. So they're very focused on defense. Yeah. They're focused on, with free agency, they're focused on offense, and it seemed like in the draft they're more focused on defense. I was going to say the exact same thing. And they ended the last season 32nd in total defense too. So I And I just like their schedule. When I was going through, I found a lot of wins for them. They have the they'll have like the easiest schedule in the league hypothetically. Mm-hmm. Um, that division's pretty weak, and I think they'll sneak up on a good amount of teams. Mm-hmm. So I'm predicting ten and seven. What do you think for this team? Like seven wins is pretty doable because they were what two and they were three and fourteen. Yeah, yeah. I think seven wins would be a huge upgrade. I do, seven, I do too. So I think it'll be somewhere around seven. I think they'll be. At least or they'll be flirting with 500 at least. I'm confident in that. Yeah. I do not think they'll be as bad as they were last year. Definitely at least one or two more games they'll win this year. Absolutely. They're not going to finish worse than the Texans this year again. Oh, a little teaser for the Texans preview. That's, I mean, that's just <laughs> blatantly obvious. If I have the Jags going 10 and 7, I don't have the Texans going 11 and 6. <laughs> They're a mess. They are. But I don't know. I just, I still like Trevor Lawrence. I'm not giving up on him yet. I think we all just forgot about him just because of how bad that team was last year. Very quiet for a first overall pick as a quarterback. And like, it is fair. His stats were not good. He had no help around him. Mm-hmm. He just, he didn't have like any signature plays that I can think of. I don't think they showed his stats or like showed a highlight of his once during any primetime game. I don't even remember him playing primetime. No, they didn't. He didn't play in primetime, but like, I'm talking about like the football night in America before like the lead oh, up sure, to Sunday sure. night football or the Monday night football yeah. fastest two minutes. I think the only primetime game they played was the Thursday night against Cincinnati before urban took the jet by himself. Oh yeah. I think that yeah. was the only primetime game they played. They were in the lead that game, but then they, the Bengals came back and won and the Bengals sucked in the first half of the year. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm high on the Jaguars. I think over 500 is very realistic for this team. Mm-hmm. And I, and I, I'll put it. I'll put it out there that I think Trevor Lawrence will be an MVP candidate. Super Bowl? God no. Oh, all right. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not that. Crazy. Well, if you think Lawrence is going to be MVP, it's not that crazy to ask. I, that's going to be in the Super. Bowl. I don't think he's going to be MVP. I think he'll be a candidate for MVP. So I think top he'll. Five I think he'll be on the ballot. Gotcha. 
but that's as far as I'll go with so that. So you think it's a lock for a Pro Bowl for Lawrence? I yes, I will guarantee right now Trevor Lawrence Pro Bowl. <laughs> I I will go out and put. I I can't think of like a bet right now off the top of my head, but I'll do something <laughs> if the Jaguars don't win a Pro Bowl or if Trevor Lawrence doesn't make the Pro Bowl. All right, I am locking Pro Bowl for Trevor Lawrence. Okay, all right. Especially because the AFC has so many other good quarterbacks that'll just skip. Oh, I got it. <laughs> he'll either get it in or he'll like. <laughs> So, Get added. So if, if Trevor Lawrence doesn't make the Pro Bowl, you got to grow your hair just as long as Trevor Lawrence. How long is his hair? My hair gets really curly. <laughs> Does he have? They have his hair length on an, on the internet. Well, it's like shoulder length. <laughs> hair length. How does? Tre- why does Trevor Lawrence keep his hair so long? What does he use? That's a good question. Who has the longest hair in the NFL? Yeah, they don't have the, the uh, exact thing, but he, <laughs> that's so long. Oh boy. <laughs> Um, I can try. The thing is, it's not going to grow that long. It grows like up and like curly. Well, he can straighten it, so that's fine. If he doesn't make the Pro Bowl, <laughs> I will grow my hair out just as long as Trevor Lawrence. Uh, do it. Come on. Yeah, sure. If he okay, we'll do this. But he has to at least play fucking fourteen games. Okay. Yes. So if he gets hurt, yeah, that doesn't it, count. It's then. a disqualification. Okay. Yeah, I'll do that. <laughs> if Trevor Lawrence doesn't make the Pro Bowl. And plays at least four. And he games. and he counts if he gets just like elected in or like added in later. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Okay. Yes. All right. I'll do that. I'll grow my hair as long as him. That's gonna be gross for everyone. You know what? No add. No add in. Nope. No, no add. Nope. He has to no get voted. Alternate. Yep. He's got to get voted. <laughs> well, the alternate is such a gimme. I know. That's why I'm saying no. Well, why do you get to say no? Because I made the bet. I came with the idea. I can't. I need, I need the alternate. I have the patent on the idea, so I get to decide everything. I need the alternate because there's a lot of good quarterbacks in the AFC. Yeah, but he's got the big name factor. People, the fans know him. Okay, name all the good quarterbacks in the AFC: Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow. Uh, there's more I can think of. I'm sure. Uh, Tua, but like Mac Jones. Yeah, Mac Jones. Mac well, Jones is a Pro Bowler. I know, but like Lawrence has more of a name than Mac Jones. Does he right now in the NFL space? No, but like if he's going to have a good year, he will. But what I'm saying is I need the alternate because no. there's so, well, the they pick like two the three first, quarterbacks. The first anyway. 3 are going to be a sweep. Mahomes, Allen, Jackson. I need the alternate. It's like those first 3 are a guarantee. Okay, you get first alternate. And I get it. 3 alternates. No, you get the first alternate. I might I might have to call this one off. I cuz the 3 are <laughs> the 3 are guaranteed. I can And then plus like Derek Carr, Russell Wilson's in the AFC now. There are so many good quarterbacks in the AFC. Even the alternate, I'm risking it a if little bit. If you think he's going to be an MVP, this should be a you should be all over I, this bet. It's I made this these predictions in freaking April. I made these right after the draft. And we say he's going to play at least 14 games. Yeah, I know what you're saying, but I'm saying the AFC is loaded with quarterbacks. I'm the one who's already <laughs> going out on a limb. I can't be hurting my own chances here. I don't even know what Take I'm saying bet. half the time. Take the bet. No, I, I, need, I gave you the disclaimer of at least 14 games. I need the three alter. I need all three alternate no, spots. You get one. I need three. You get one. The first quarterback dropout, and it's Trevor Lawrence. You win the bet. But after that, no. Well, the first. There's five Hall of Fame quarterbacks in the AFC that if they retired right now, they're Hall of Famers. Maybe. I'll give you one alternate. No, I need three. <laughs> That's all I'm I need you. three. Nope. Noop, 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 noop. All right, we'll revisit this next episode. <laughs> DM us if you think I'm. DM us. I'll put up a story with this episode. One, You're very worried about your hair getting long, by the way. It's gro- It gets gross, <laughs> dude. I'll I'll throw a picture in my story of like what my hair looks like long. It's gross. I'll put a story up with a 
poll and people can, and we can let the people decide <sighs> if I should get one or three. One. They're all going to say one. You know that. <sighs> well, they have to listen to the episode to even know what it's about <laughs> first. <sighs> all right. Washington Commanders. <laughs> I've got, I, I, I am upset. I am too. Washington Commanders. Um, I have, I'm predicting they go four and 13. I think this team is stuck in purgatory. Yeah, they got a lot of talent. Well, I could be right. I don't know. Ron Rivera is the definition of average. I, I was just going to say, do you think he's the answer? No, I like maybe like the, my peak, the peak they could go to is like divisional round to me and then yeah. get knocked out. Yeah, I don't think he's one of the elite coaches in the league. They did beat the Bucks last year. Do you remember that? I do. They wasted what, 11 minutes left? They had the, yeah, they, it was just a masterful drive to end the game. With Heineke. People pretended that Heineke was good. Yeah. Well, they did that after the wild card round against them, too. Oh, that's right. So they have the Bucks number. Yeah. So that's good for them. Yeah, that division is still pretty weak, so mm-hmm. they do have a chance. They ended the season 23rd on offense. The offensive line is actually pretty solid, and I, I don't know. I'm still on the Carson Wentz bandwagon a little bit. Mm-hmm. Better than Heineke. Yes, and I think this is his best group of wide receivers he's ever had. And it's possibly almost as good of an offensive line as Indy was. Yeah. So he probably has, like, the best supporting cast he's ever had. This is definitely, like, we've said make or break for Carson Wentz the last few years. This is a 100% make or break. Mm, yeah, it's gonna be, he's got to be, like, living at the training facility, just watching film, working out. Yeah, and this is also the best quarterback Washington, I think, has had since Kirk Cousins. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah, and his, and when you look at his stats last year, they weren't that crazy. He had 27 touchdowns, seven picks, and like Kirk Cousins had 33 touchdowns and seven picks. It's just that Carson just makes boneheaded plays. His pick, his picks are disaster picks. Yes, Kirk's will usually come in like the second or third quarter, right? In like a bad game that they're already losing. Carson's will come fourth quarter, three minutes left. He's getting sacked. He throws the ball in the air and gets picked. Just up straight up in the air for yeah. no reason. It's too, too much hero ball for Carson. It's so frustrating to watch. He mm-hmm. is, yeah, he makes quite literally the dumbest plays sometimes. Yeah. But then he'll turn around and throw a 75 yard dime off his back foot. Yeah. But like when he makes those crazy plays, it is sick. Mm-hmm. 100%. But, that's, I mean, that's what's got him to like this much time in the league. Very much a gunslinger attitude. Yeah, but I just don't think gunslingers work in the NFL anymore. Like, I think if Brett Favre was in the NFL now, he would be moving around teams. Josh Allen is sort of a gunslinger, but he's not. He's cut down on the picks. Right. And obviously, Brett Brett Favre is a once in a lifetime gunslinger because he'd have four touchdowns with the four picks. Right. But no one in the NFL could get away with that touchdown interception ratio unless it is four, four to four. And like Jameis is very similar to that. Jameis yeah, wins. Jameis is probably the closest thing to Brett Favre. Right. Carson, I think, wants to be Brett Favre, <laughs> and it just doesn't work for him. Right. He doesn't have that it factor. Would you rather have Jameis Winston or Carson Wentz? Um, Jameis looked pretty good for New Orleans. Yeah, I enjoyed watching him. I think he's a good quarterback. I do, too. I think I would take Jameis right now. Wow. I think. Because Carson still has the injury history. Mm-hmm. Like he's, We've been lucky that he's been healthy these last few years. but And this is like the first season Jameis got hurt, it feels like. Yeah, I could be wrong, definitely. but it feels like this is like his first big injury. No, Jameis has always been pretty reliable, so I think I would take Jameis. Yeah. But that was a tougher one than I thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd agree. But yeah, so I think their offense is going to be better. But obviously they have to re-sign McLaurin at all costs. Yes. That's, he's going to have a big, big year. Yeah, that's their biggest thing uh, i think that's like the number one priority for that entire organization besides getting rid of their owner somehow mm-hmm. and then antonio gibson's good curse samuel's good 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. they they have good talent all around. Yeah. Uh, defense, they ended last season ranked 25th. Chase Young is returning. That'll be huge for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, they fell off hard after 2020, but they also had a lot of COVID people during 2021. Sure. And they also played a ton of great quarterbacks. Like when you look at the quarterbacks they played, they played a lot of like pro bowlers, stuff like that. So it's kind of like kind of weird when you look at their defensive numbers because they got torn up through the air a lot, but they also were above average in terms of like rushing the passer and stuff like that. Yeah, they've had a good defense line the last two years. Yeah, definitely. And Rivera, that is like what he's good at is like scheming a defense. Mm -hmm. So their schedule should ideally be easier this year, but I still just think... They're in a weird spot. Is it Oregon? I just think they have the Dan Snyder cloud hanging over their head. Yeah. Like I was looking for articles today on the commanders. It was just all Dan Snyder, Capitol Hill. hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. He he's opting out of speaking for the Capitol today. Cause he said he's got a business thing going on. How convenient. Yeah. I would say that's not the case. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> he about him. Sent poor Goodell to, to speak in his kit on his behalf. <laughs> Goodell's boss Snyder. Pretty much. But. Yeah, I don't know. What do you think of Washington? Um, I think they could pull off. I don't know. As long as they're pretty healthy, I mean, that's pretty standard to stay. Like, if Carson gets hurt, they're screwed. Yeah, 100%. And there isn't really much to go off of anyway. I'm thinking about eight games. I just don't know what their identity is going to be. Yeah, it's a very like weird it. team. Yeah, I just... Don't know what they have to hang their hat on, really. I don't know what there is to be like really excited about besides like Carson Wentz. If Carson Wentz is the best thing you did in the offseason, that's not a great offseason. Who knows? Maybe Sam Howell could be good for him. Could be. Yeah. The Tar Heel. Yeah, that is true. Because he did have first, like before this year, he had like first round pick uh, buzz around him. Obviously, but that didn't pan out. Are you going to trust a guy to be your franchise quarterback when he's a picky eater? Oh, that's right. What was it again? He, Whenever he goes to a restaurant, he brings his own container of chicken fingers. That's a dumb move. I genuinely think that's, like, bad. Yeah. Like, I, I and I'm a, kind of a picky eater myself, but when you're bringing chicken fingers to a restaurant as a 20-something-year-old man, I think that's a bright red flag. And it, it's chicken fingers, too. It's... It's like the most childish food you can eat. Exactly. Delicious. If it was like chicken, rice, and broccoli, that would almost be like, oh, that's better. He's Yeah, yeah. He, like, compares, he cares about nutrition, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but he's bringing his own chicken fingers. He's one step away from dino nuggets. Yes, he is. He is one, not even an aisle down. He's one like point. Yeah, yeah. Cooler down. He is one cooler down from just bringing <laughs> dino nuggets. I genuinely think that's a problem. Right. What's worse? If it was just chicken tenders or mac and cheese that's i'm sure he has mac and cheese on the side sure i'm sure he's got that and like a cosmic brownie for dinner (laughs) basically he just eats lunchables yeah uh washes it down with like bug juice or capri sun also how are like you're gonna be how are you gonna be an nfl quarterback and like waitresses are coming up to you like hey like what do you want to eat he's like oh no it's okay i brought my own you pull out a thing of chicken fingers from your bag that you prepared knowing you're going to a team dinner yeah, that's not a good move. No. Yeah, yeah, it's cringe. And plus, you, like, if he doesn't have chicken fingers, you have to order up the kid's menu. Yeah, he's got to ask. He's got to be a bulking quarterback asking a waitress for a kid's menu. Yeah, that's, that's bad. That's and, like, bad what if look. they don't have one? Does he throw a fit? Like, what does he do? Does he sit there hungry, like, crossing his arms the whole time? <laughs> I, I, you must have to, or must go to the nearest grocery store. 
don't know how you cook it up though. Unless you, you bring the frozen chicken. Yeah, just ask you to the restaurant. Cook, ask you like to cook these for him. Yeah, I mean that might or, be a move. Can you make me chicken fingies? Yeah, chicken fingies, chicken tendies. <laughs> yeah, I genuinely think, like, I don't blame T- Terry McLaurin if he just wants to leave because of that alone. Yeah, it's weird. It's bizarre. Also very unhealthy. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how he let that information get out because that's just embarrassing. And I used to do like. I would never be that extreme about it. Mm-hmm. Like, cause I used to be a pretty picky eater until four years ago or so, but I was never to that extreme where I would bring my own chicken fingers and refuse to eat anything else. Yeah. It's just, you're just missing so much good food too. And, and that has to say something about you, like psychologically, like right. if you can't handle that, you can't handle being down in an NFL game with people rushing you. Yeah. You can't handle a double a gap, a gap blitz. You know, if you can't handle a chicken. steak, you can't <laughs> right. handle a steak and broccoli. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, he's he's got, not going to be good. No, I, I, I'm ready to label him a bust already. So Sam Howell is a pro bowler this year. You have to eat chicken tenders for a whole year. Okay, that I will do. <laughs> I would die of a heart attack probably, but I will no, do that. I will do that. Yeah, I actually probably would be. be fine. I'd have to like peel the breading off maybe or something like that. Do that. It's got to be full breading. Okay, if Sam Howell is a pro bowler this year, I will do that. And you have to buy a deep fryer and deep fry him. Jesus, now you are trying to kill me. I can't air fry him even? Nope. All right, well, that's it's going to be a rough year for me. I'm going to have long hair and greasy face. <laughs> Your cheeks are going to get pudgy. Yes, definitely. All right, so there's a lot of bad off-season storylines right now. We got the Deshaun Watson one. We got the Dan Snyder stuff. Just stuff that doesn't make you feel good. Mm-hmm. Just gross. So we figured today, since we're in the dead of the NFL offseason, we're going to relive some of our favorite offseason storylines of all time. Mm-hmm. So my first one, and this one I think a lot of people were annoyed by towards the end, but looking back at it, it was really such a marvel. Tebow mania. Yeah, that's a good one. Like Tebow on the Jets was kind of spectacular. Mm-hmm. Just because of also how nothing happened. The ending sucked, but first take was in New York every single day. The, it was the year the Giants won the Super Bowl, and no one cared about them at all. Mm-hmm. It was all Jets, 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 Jets. J-E-T-S. J-E-T-S. Fireman Ed was probably bold in the entire offseason. Tebow was running shirtless in the rain. Yeah, and that was before Fireman Ed relinquished his uh, Jet fandom. It was. Mm-hmm. It was, it was, it was probably the last straw. Yeah, because I think it was after the butt fumble, he was like, I'm not going to be a Jets fan anymore. <laughs> and I don't blame him. <laughs> but I think he's back. I think so, too. Which I, is whatever. I think after Darnold, he came back. What a guy. That, was, that worked out for yeah. him. Yeah. So what's your first one? Um, I'm going to say the T. I, I was annoyed by this, but I think it was like the most. They're I always annoying in the moment. Yes. But afterwards, you're like, okay, that was kind of fun. It would be the uh, T.O.'s holdout with the Eagles like in 2004. Five, I think. Is that when he was doing sit-ups in the driveway? Sit-ups in the driveway. Uh, Drew Rosenhaus was like, kept saying next question to the media. Yep. Next question. Next question. McNabb like said he didn't want him there. Right. Stuff like that. And then like Andy Reid had like the most the most boring press conferences. He would talk so slow. And they were always like breaking news whenever like they came on like NFL Network or ESPN would switch right to those press conferences. And I remember whenever they would talk about Tio, you know, they would play a player's highlights when they're talking about him. Yep. And they always played the same exact highlight reel every single time of T. I think it's because they only have like rights to a few plays. Yeah, I guess. But like you can change it up a little bit. Even switch up the order. And ESPN was shooting games at that point. So they have the rights to some of that footage that they could cycle through. I never understood that either because, yeah, Sony shows, I know the herd does this. They only have like five plays that they can show and they just show in the exact same order. Right. And they're, I mean, he works with Fox. 
And like you think they could have unlimited highlights just from yeah. Fox broadcast. Or even just show like broadcast stuff. We don't need it to be super cinematic every time. Yeah, I don't get it. Anyway, but yeah, like I remember the whole T.O. mania. Mm-hmm. Kind of like Tebow mania. Yeah. Um, that was kind of one of the initial ones, like the 24-7 sports news cycle. Right. And then obviously you went to the Cowboys after the Eagles and that was a massive deal. Yep. So that that rolls in perfectly with my next one. This one's a bit of a uh, sleeper one. But do you remember when Tony Tony Romo went to Mexico with Jessica Simpson right before the playoff game? Oh, yeah. I kind of remember that. And like that was a story for an entire offseason. Mm-hmm. I've got some. Like, he, he went with Carrie Underwood too, didn't he? he he did, but I think that was after the season. That was after he dropped the snap. But this was uh, during the bye week uh, before they lost the Giants Okay. in the playoffs. There was a street sign or, that, like in Dallas that said, Jessica, leave Tony alone until after the Super Bowl. Jerry Jones like had a press conference about this, and he promised verbatim every word, because Jason Witten was there too. So Jerry Jones promised every word that Witten and Romo shared on that trip was about football. <laughs> Not true. No, not true. <laughs> I'm going to go out and say that right now. <laughs> they definitely talked about football, but not every single word. Yeah, that's a lie. And then the paparazzi caught them, quote, rubbing each other's butts and laughing on the tarmac. Rubbing each other's butts. Tony and Jessica, I'm assuming, not Tony and Jason <laughs> Witten. <laughs> okay, good for them. I yeah. don't remember that at all. But I just remember that was a huge thing because everyone's like, does Tony Romo not take football seriously? That was, I think, when I first realized that being quarterback of the Cowboys was a different animal. Mm-hmm. A lot of pressure. Yep. So what's your next one? Um, When Geno Smith got punched out, that was pretty crazy. That was. That was over like a $200 plane ticket. Yeah, something like that. I just remember reading that article like, what is happening? Those Jets. Jets teams were something. And that was kind of like after the Jets were kind of on their downfall. That was, I think, Rex Ryan's last year. Yeah, yeah somewhere around there. Geno was his last like Hail Mary because he was very reluctant to give up on Sanchez. Mm-hmm. Well, mainly because his wife had Sanchez tattooed on her. Yep, still does. I think she got it covered. Oh, that's too bad. But I think she got covered with a Bills jersey because he went to the Bills after. So is it Josh Allen jersey? Um, no, it would have been, I don't know. Fitzpatrick? Who, it might have been like Fitzpatrick or something. Or EJ. or maybe just like a Chuma with a classic number one or something like that, just because you don't want to like make that mistake. EJ Manuel or something. I, I think it might have been EJ Manuel. See, that's good. Good transition. I wonder where EJ Manuel went. I don't think he's in the league anymore. I don't he, think he was so. not very good. No. But yeah, that Geno Smith one was crazy. EJ Manuel. Is this his football quarterback? Former American football quarterback. 32. Yeah, he's right in the middle of his prime right now. Oh, wow. Is he he's with nobody. playing Canada at least? He hasn't been with the team since 2019, and that was the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, he did not. He lasted three years in Buffalo, one in Oakland, took a year off, then one in Kansas City. Yikes. And he was just a practice squad member. Yeah, I don't know what happened to him. He just wasn't good. Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> no, that doesn't even do crazy. Um, Simple does it. Yeah. What about Favre Watch? Favre Watch was fun. Yeah. First year was really fun. And then- the first, the very first one was like when they were going to stick with Rodgers. Yeah. That one was fun because all the Green Bay fans hated Rodgers at that point. They wanted to stick with Favre. <laughs> Looking back at that now, that's hilarious. Yikes, yeah. Because they were like literally booing Rodgers when he came out of the practice field in training <laughs> camp because it wasn't Favre. <laughs> and then he went to the Jets. And then yeah, yeah, Jets. Yep, went yep, to the yep. Jets, which is just a very forgettable year. I don't even remember anything that he happened. He started that off year. good, and I think he hurt his shoulder halfway through yep. the year. But he still played because his starting his starting streak was still in jeopardy. Mm-hmm. So he still played. The only thing memorable thing out of the Jets year was the Jen Sturger stuff. Oh yeah, the Snapchat stuff. I told you about me tweeting at her once, right? 
Yeah, I think so. What'd yeah. you say again? I just tweeted at her, like, she's doing, like, a Q&A or something. I just tweeted at her saying, you got Snapchat? And she said, hell no. <laughs> well, that's cool. I was, like, ninth grade or something like that, still <laughs> just figuring out what Twitter was. But, yeah, it was pretty cool. That's sick. Um, Do you have her Snapchat or... No, she didn't. She never gave okay, it to I me. She maybe DM'd you or something. Nope. Uh, with my profile picture at the time, I, which I think it was like Johnny Bravo or something. Probably not. <laughs> um, should have been Brett Favre. Yep. And then it it, it kind of felt like he just like limped off from the sunset after the Jets, but then out of nowhere, he just like wanted to play for the Vikings in the NFC to get revenge on the Packers. Yeah, big time. Revenge. Made it personal. They went down to his ranch, and then- that was after the Saints game. The first one, he just like he showed up kind of out of nowhere. Yeah. Played for the Vikings. Had a great season. And I think like Jared Allen and Ryan Longwell went down to his ranch. Yeah, because Childress was sick of just listening to questions about Tavares Jackson. Tavares Jackson was just sitting there not knowing what to do. So mm. they sent down, I think it was Jared Allen, Longwell, and... There's another, maybe Hutchinson, maybe? I think Hutchinson, yeah. His hunting buddies. It might have been yeah. Chad Greenway, honestly. Oh, yeah, I was one of them. Yeah, because he, he would always go hunting with those guys. Then he just, they sent him down to his front door and said like, Bro, are you coming or not? And they brought him back. They brought him back. And that was the start of a disaster year. Fucking dog shit year. The roof literally collapsed. They had a home game in Detroit. Moss had bad catering. Tuesday night football. Yep. Moss had bad catering. <laughs> Moss, yeah. Randy Moss had to eat dog food. Uh, Chad Greenway had to be held back from fighting Randy Moss. Childers got fired. Dome collapsed. Uh, Favre ended his his starting streak after getting concussed on TCF. Hard-ass fields. <laughs> That's right. Oh, and then the Packers won the Super Bowl that year. Yeah, and they started off that season like I think four, like two and four or something like that. Yeah, it was a really rough start to the season. They lost a lot of winnable games, and they had like a crazy comeback against the Cardinals at the Metrodome. Yeah. yeah, bizarre year. Very weird. Not yeah. a fun year. Moss was only on the team for like three weeks, mm-hmm. and like a ton of people bought his jersey. And like there was like I remember a legit like argument to be made that they should be able to return those jerseys just because how quick it was. Yeah. Buyer's remorse, I guess. Exactly. Yeah. Ugly. Uglier. And then the, the last one I have was, I think this was the most entertaining just because of all the random-ass twists and turns, but Antonio Brown a few years ago, mm-hmm. leaving the Steelers, going to the Raiders, freezing his feet. His helmet. Helmet. He was going to retire from the NFL because he couldn't get the helmet he wanted. Like, literally... The most temper tantrum thing you could think of. I was like posting like these crazy videos on Twitter. Posting like, crazy videos. Created his own ad where he like didn't dox John Gruden, but he illegally yeah. used his voice. Yeah. He did that. He called Mike Mayock a cracker. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> he wrote like rap songs about like dissing the team. Yeah. Posted a video when he was like finally released running around saying he's free. Did it, is that when he threw a couch off a balcony? I think that was in New England. Oh, like geez, a two weeks later. and then That's he, right. He was in New England. Yeah. He got signed by the Patriots right away. And everyone was just like, oh, fuck. The Patriots are going to get their way. They just got their way. And then. What happened he, again? Uh, rape allegations. Oh, yeah, yeah. And Jesus. then, yeah, like the couch thing. <laughs> yeah. There, that was just the most unpredictable story. I, I always remember I was like I was texting my friends because I was working my like corporate job at the time. And I would just like follow that all day, every day, because every day something new and random came out. Right. There's always something different every day. The helmet thing was the most bizarre for sure. It's not even a cool helmet he wanted to keep, too. Yeah. And it was like it was literally endangering him because it wasn't safe anymore. Mm-hmm. And he was saying he was going to retire if he couldn't wear his helmet. He's playing he literally hard. was going to take his ball and go home. Play, playing hardball with Goodell. 
He was. He got like a huge contract extension when he signed with the Raiders too. Mm-hmm. He was the most. He was the highest paid receiver ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then just he didn't play a snap for him, correct? Never. No, no, not even a preseason one. Wow. So those people deserve their money back. Whoever bought the Antonio Brown Raiders jerseys, those are collectors' items. Uh, yeah, I kind of want one, but I don't. No, <laughs> kind of represents some bad shit. Right? Yeah, it's like, ah, eh, probably not. And then yeah, he got kicked off the Patriots, and then he started writing diss tracks to Logan Paul. They were gonna box at one point. Yeah, they probably will still. I hope so. Yeah. You have any more? Um, can I think of any? Can I think of any? Hmm. I kind of okay. stuck to NFL, but like the NBA's got definitely got some good ones too. Like Kyrie's given us a few good ones. Yeah, I can't really think of any. The banana boat. That's all good. Yeah, I think we, we're good. Yeah, should we hit up the way back machine? Oh fuck, forgot. You're all good. Take your time. I'll stall a little bit. So Trevor Lawrence hair. I'm gonna have to do a quick little Photoshop of me with that just so I know what it looks like. I think you'd actually look good. I, I mean, don't. It probably would be a bitch to straighten I'd have your to, hair. I think I'd night. have to straighten it literally every day. Yeah, I mean, that's not a big deal. You get up early. Uh, not early enough to straighten my hair to that. It's also so long, but we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what the people are thinking. He actually looks decent with short. Actually, no, the long hair fits him. The short hair just looks a little sophomore. He's got a weird head. Long, very long face. Why the long face? Probably because your coach is kicking people. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Should we do a day during the season? Oh, yeah, yeah. Let's do that. Let's do... Let's do 2015... 2015 September 15th. So oh, that's a good date. 9-15-15. Let's do this one. Perfect. All right, we're going back. We're in the machine right now. We need like a sound effect. <laughs> Something like that. That works. I like that one. All right. All right. Are you chip into their charity? No, sorry. Way back. Maybe one. Hey, the site updated a little bit. Not really. All right, first story. Marshawn Lynch's mom rips Daryl Bevel. <laughs> <laughs> No, this is, yeah. Marshawn Lynch's mom thinks the Seahawks could make a better offensive coordinator. Deliza Lynch believes Daryl Bell should have been fired after Super Bowl and said he would make a, he tried to make up call Sunday. So I don't think that call was that bad. The yeah. Malcolm Butler interception. I agree completely. I think that is so overhyped. That is such hindsight as 2020. Yeah. Because it was second down. Yeah. Right? Yep. Second down. It's a quick slant route. Ideally, the ball just goes to the ground if it's incomplete. Right. I think it's way more of a better play than Butler, like great recognition, than a bad call. Yeah, and I think they ran the ball before that too. The yeah, play they, before. Yeah, they didn't. He got stuffed. So you want to like spice it up a little? Like I know Marshawn's a great power running back, but like yeah, throw it on second down, run it again on third if that doesn't work, and, and then fourth down, figure it fig- out. Yeah, uh, exactly. I don't know. Do something. But I people like think, oh, you have Marshawn Lynch, you throw the ball. It's like, well, it's not a bad idea the, the Patriots have made a historically great play yeah I think if it was like a fade that would have been a really bad one right like something where a corner has a chance to make the play but a quick slant that like that's like one percent chance of it being intercepted and Butler played that absolutely perfectly literally he just he cut right on a dime right so I mean it, ideally the ball just goes to the ground there if it's not caught just kind of bad luck on that one play for the Seahawks yeah if anything Russell probably should have thrown it a little lower Right. But again, that's such a split second thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, split I agree. I, I think that one be, might be one of my hottest sports takes. And it's not, yeah, it, it was just, not that bad of a call. It just got memed to death like on Twitter. Oh, yeah, exactly. All right. Uh, Broncos, Brandon Marshall, blasphemy to doubt Peyton Manning's ability. That's fair. <laughs> well, I mean, this would have been the year that 
uh, Broncos won the Super Bowl, and yeah. Manny, Manny did not look good that year. Oh yeah, I suppose. So yeah, this is probably when it's starting to like fall apart for him. How about this one? Adrian Peterson struggles in return. Vikings not ready for prime time. So it's been 2015. Hmm. Is that when Adrian Peterson was? A Torres ACL the year before. No, no. that's that was the with his, he got suspended. That's right. Yeah, and this is his first year back. Yeah, so this is my sophomore year of college. Okay, mm-hmm. Vikings are not ready for prime time, huh? Let's see what that has to fucking yeah. say. <laughs> I don't know who could possibly be saying that. Um, mm-hmm. Recapping the Guardians, also hate him. Ooh, who are the rookie of the weeks? Marcus Mariota, Marcus Peters, Ronald Darby, Kyle Emanuel, Amir Abdullah. Kyle Emanuel played for NDSU. Did he? Mm-hmm. Well, good for him. He's going to win rookie of the week. Uh, shit. Ideally. That's all good. I don't think we can vote anymore. Yeah, I think that's probably closed. <laughs> Zimmer, the Vikings might not. So Zimmer said it. The Vikings may not be ready for prime time yet. The Minnesota Vikings resembled nothing that made them a trendy pick oh, to make the playoff I leap in 2015 as they bumbled and slunk their way to a 20-3 loss to San Francisco on Monday night. Fucking sucked. Looks like it's 23. Uh, it was Trent Dilfer and Chris Berman were announcing, and Trent Dilfer would not shut up. Who's the quarterback for the Niners at that point? Kaepernick. Oh, yeah. Yep. The Vikings look discombobulated. Great word choice in this article. The Vikings looked discombobulated yeah, on Hyde. offense and got gashed repeatedly on defense by Niners running back Carlos Hyde, who averaged 6.5 yards per carry. That's very good. You know, maybe we're just not ready for primetime yet, Coach Zimmer said following the <laughs> loss. Teddy Bridgewater played the most disappointing game of his career and was under siege all night from a furious yeah. pass rush, including some brilliantly timed blitzes by Eric Mangini. They literally could, they sucked in every aspect of the game that night. It was bad. Just an ugly game overall by the sound of it. It was horrible. Three, Yeah, three points is so demoralizing. Yeah, and they made Carlos Hyde look like a genius because they were like the Vikings couldn't do anything on defense that night. It's a rough one. Mm-hmm. They're going to have to figure that one out this season. Did they make the playoffs this year, 2015? Yeah, they went 11-5, and Blair Walsh missed that field against the Seattle. Yep, you're right. <laughs> Better been that year. Teddy Bridgewater's last year is the Vikings starter, too. Yep, and then that next training camp, he tore his ACL. Yeah. So, <laughs> oh, that, now we're getting a little depressing. Uh, let's find one more story and get on out of here. Get on out of here. Um, let's see. Let's see. The Sheck report. Uh, jeez. Oh, power of passion. Jeez. Oh, not a, not a big day this today. Is not, this is not. Eli told he told Jennings not to score. NFL comps for prospects living up to hype. Let's do that one. NFL comps for prospects living up to hype. Let's see. If any of these prospects are still in the league, actually. Come on now. Come on now. Hopefully it's not a video. Yeah. We'll I hope s- it's not a video. We'll see. If it if it is, we'll just wrap this one up. Oh, it might be a video. Nope, not a video. Nope, we're good. All right. Alabama's Derrick Henry has already rushed for 243 yards and six touchdowns this season. Nice. Hell yeah. I think he got I think he was pretty good. Yeah. Sheldon Day, DT Notre Dame. Aaron Donald is a comp. Not great. Derrick Henry, Alabama, comp Eddie Lacy. A little better than Eddie Lacy. Yeah. He's, J- Jordan Jenkins from Georgia, comp Khalil Mack. Uh, he doesn't great. Miss Tyler Johnson, OT Oregon, comp Joe Staley. I don't really don't know, I don't, I know much about him. Sterling Shepard, wide receiver, Oklahoma, comp Randall Cobb. Sterling Shepard's pretty decent. He's still in the league. I think that's. And for 2015, that's pretty decent. The comp of Randall Cobb is pretty good, too. Yeah. He's a little bigger, but yeah. So there's two wins there. Yeah. 
We'll call it good at that. <laughs> good job, NFL.com. Yeah, good job, NFL.com. Way to handle. This must have been like a Tuesday. If they're talking about Monday Night Football. Very all like reactionary from week one. Exa- yeah, it must be. Yeah. Whoopsies. Yeah, 100%. All right, you got anything else to add before we head on out of here? Um, Enjoy the NBA draft. Oh, yeah. I'll be watching with keen eyes. If you have any, if anyone here has any tips for who I should draft in my fantasy basketball league, please send them my way because I'm going to be doing a lot of research on that. So send the picks my way. You're very, very worried about this. I'm shaking. Under the, I'm shaking under the table. The Shanghai Sharks need to start getting young, and we got to do it quickly. <laughs> All right. All right. Fair well, enough. Wish us luck, and good luck, Kyrie Irving, wherever you do end up going, even if it is retirement. Yeah, just retire, t- Kyrie. I, th- I kind of agree, yeah. Just go find something else to do. Walk in the sunset. Yeah, 100%. All right, see you guys.